In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly and Andrew Fiore. The time has come again. The champion must Defenders, and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, Defend Your Movie. I am one of your co-hosts, Andrew Fiore, along with my lovable, laughable, huggable co-host, Mr. Sean Donnelly. That's right. I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) I like with the confidence that you said your favorite podcast. Absolutely. The Defenders are with us, man. You know, I'll tell you, we took off a week, and we're sorry that we lapsed on you, but we we don't have access to our friends uh, Alex's studio anymore. They keep up. Sure, the Defenders, they know. They know all about it. uh, To be fair, I was was away on uh, vacation. You know, I need a little little me time. Yes, that's right. Andy did go away. And also, I will say this. The uh, the Seinfeld episode, a rousing success. Rousing success. And we should... Uh, thank the fans for letting us uh, kind of Go digress from topic. our normal defending of yes. movies. Um, but as Sean said, uh, the way it worked out was kind of crazy too. Because if you don't know the full story, a couple, two weeks ago we did the uh, tribute to Seinfeld episode as our producer Alex's last show was his requ- personal request. Yes. So we got our buddy Mark Norman, very funny comic, and also uh, Seinfeld file. Yes. Die hard with us. Hardcore. And the episode came out on uh, that Friday. I believe it was July fifth. And that night was Jerry Seinfeld night at Shea Stadium, at City Field, sorry. The celebrating the 30th anniversary. And so something, we didn't, and and we something didn't, crazy happened. We didn't plan that. It just no. was a coincidence that it coincided with the 30th anniversary. And we also didn't plan that Jerry Seinfeld, off the cuff, <laughs> they asked him... Who's the comic to look out for right now? And he said, Mark Norman. (laughs) Yeah, Jerry's in the booth with the play-by-play announcers, and they're going over. It was Jerry Bobblehead night. Yes. And they go, it was a young guy to look at. Yeah, he said, our guest on the show, that we did, about Seinfeld. Yeah, two days prior. It was like a Seinfeld episode, all of it coming together at once. It was crazy. And But also, can you, can, like, what an honor. What an oh, honor. Oh, yes. I well, mean, a lot of people heard it. Uh, just the fact that Seinfeld said it in public, because I know... Uh, I think White, I think Lou Witzke was watching the game live. I had a lot of people who were like, I was watching the game yes. and flipped out. It's crazy, because... Not too far before that, I was at Gotham when Seinfeld showed up, hung out with Mark for a while, and was like, really took a liking to him. Yeah. They're like, they're kind of friends now, I think. I don't know, like, or, you know, they're comedy buddies or whatever yeah, you want to yeah, call yeah. it. I think Norman's freaking out about it. I think he loves the idea. Uh, he talked to us about it. It's, it. it also makes a lot of sense. If you know Norman, you know his comedy. Yep, you know yep. Seinfeld, you know his comedy. Yep. It makes a lot of sense. And and Norman deserves it. He's a hard worker. Hard worker. He's hard, a great joke writer. Great joke writer and loves Knows the art. comedy. Yeah. Loves, yeah. yeah. And, and, Appreciative. And, and he absolutely, I can only imagine how he felt. Like that's. I feel like that's validation. I don't know. I feel like that'd be the same thing as doing... 
I don't know, Carson? Yeah. I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. like you have a guy like that that's from that era, the guy that people hail as like, you know, if not the most famous stand-up. We're just talking about stand-up. Yeah. The, the world of stand-up is different than show business. I mean, the greatest sitcom of all time, yeah, yeah, Star. Yeah, yeah exactly. Shouted you at. You know, it's yeah, a, exactly. A, a great honor. And oh. it's, our, it's, it, it's like, it's our pal. I'd probably jump off a building if it happened. I'd be like, that's it. How do we top this? Who am I going to have kids? I mean, yeah. It's, it, it's like meeting a beetle and then having... <laughs> Having the Beatle be like, oh yeah, that guy's a great musician. Yes! Keep an eye out for him. You can't have kids after that. And the kids will be like, am I the best thing that happened here? Like, well, Seinfeld once said that was a great comic. So does, you're, does, you're a close second. Does Mark have to be a Mets fan now? Uh, I don't know. Because he he's from be. New Orleans. He doesn't really have a baseball team. He's not a he, big sports guy. but He's not a big sports guy, I don't think. But he should be just for the sake of cozying up to freaking Seinfeld somewhere. So, well, thanks, everybody, for uh, listening to that podcast. And so many responses. People are still writing uh, to us on Twitter, quoting things, which I love. Me and Sean are always good. I will always write you back, usually. Yeah. And uh, we appreciate the love that that episode got. And we'll definitely do another one with Mark. We were all hanging out the one night, and all three of us were like, oh, we know we forgot so much. We forgot we a ton. We, did. we forgot a ton. And we're, we'll do another, you know, six months down the line, we'll get Mark back in. We'll do a part two with all the stuff we've missed. And yeah. I'm well, sure we, we can we'll, do a part three and four with all we'll the stuff. We'll try to grab Joe List for it, too, because that's exactly. our other buddy. Yeah. That is a psycho. So that, I, I'm really, I was really happy with how that Absolutely. episode did. Yeah, so and, go uh, back and listen with Mark and, you know, congratulations. And if you know the guy. podcast, we do one. The reason we did it is because we're all so crazy about it, including <laughs> Alex. And uh, we do one reference per show. Like that's Seinfeld, <laughs> and we just can't help ourselves. So yeah, so uh, that, so that's awesome for Mark, and that's awesome for us because we know we can do more of those, and they'll they'll do yeah, <laughs> and they're not nobody's gonna get mad. It's a nice at us. break from the norm. It's a nice break from the norm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this week, before we get to this week, mm -hmm. you saw a movie. You told me I saw Midsummer. Oh Jesus, dude! I here's the thing, man. I know you are. I am a it. pussy. Like, I know. When it comes to this stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think people like to admit they're not horror movie fans. And I, like, and I heard, I read what this thing's about. I know I get freaked out. <laughs> this is the type of movie. Now, let me give you my impression because uh -huh. I'm not going to see it. Uh, yeah, no, so no. you can say whatever you want. There's spoilers ahead. Say whatever. <laughs> I won't spoil it for anybody. Uh, well, if it would, I want you, I want to hear your opinion of it because I heard it's one of those movies that like stays with you for like a week. Yeah, it is, and that is the way. It's just like insane imagery, creepy. Subject matter, right? Is that basically how it sums it up? Is like, uh, I heard it's, everybody's like, it's not like a jump out of the closet, boo, scare you movie. No, and I knew that going in, um, which. To be honest, I was a little disappointed. If you, for those of you who don't know, Ari Aster, this is his second movie. His first he was Hereditary, Hereditary which, which everybody called the scariest movie in the world. Which when I that happened. loved. I yeah. adored it. It was a thriller. It was suspenseful. It was beautifully acted. It was really well shot. It was it had great. It hit all the Tony horror Collette. tropes. Uh, and she should have been nominated for that. And I was really excited for his follow-up movie, which you're always worried about when a first-time director knocks it out of the park. Well, there's a Right, you know, there, there can be a slump. sophomore jinx. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I don't want to say this was better. I don't think it was better, in my personal opinion. I was talking to a couple of the guys at, uh, at work, and they loved it uh, more than Hereditary. But this one is a slow burn and a unsettling feeling you have the whole time, where you're just wait, where you're just going, oh come on, what? Is gonna happen? Come on, no! Don't do that. You know, it's one of those. It's not. Uh, it's not a spooky. I heard that. I heard it's that. It's not. Uh, it's not frights. You know, like jumps coming around every corner. 
I it's heard it's that, that shining, unsettling where you just go. It's that slow pace and the build that you and, even know. You kind of know it's coming up, but you're like, are they really going to do this? And are it's really? super trippy. He really invokes like what it's like. They eat mushrooms a few times and they drink mushroom tea in the movie, and that sounds like. A kind of a corny, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. thing that, that movies have really failed at in the past. It's like it's very stereotypical, you know, hippie. Yeah, we're high, man. They really kind of get it, almost a hundred percent accurate what a mushroom trip like that can be, really, and incorporate it and shoot it very well too. You the visuals, like it's not just crazy. like psychedelic, exactly, yeah, Paisley it, film right, stock, right. man. It's, like, it's very accurate in that regard. And there are some scary ass scenes in it, and when the horror comes, it's horrific. It is. It's not gory, but when it is, it's graphic it's gory as, as fuck. fuck. Yeah, it's I, GAF, baby. I, I, <laughs> I heard. Uh, oh, I heard about one part. It's it's that, like uh, with a certain a certain dive, a certain yeah, yeah. It's it's look away type stuff where you just go. I don't need that in my psyche. I don't need to close yeah, my eyes tonight yeah, and have that. Yeah, in that's what I mean. So when that's what that, I don't want. That's and, why I never watch Human Centipede. Yeah, everybody's like, Human Centipede's not that bad. I'm like, I don't want that to be in my drawer in my head, <laughs> in my 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 brain <laughs> picture <laughs> vocabulary. <laughs> My brain picture vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, my brain flashcards. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't want that to be. I don't want to drudge that up when somebody reminds me. Exactly. I don't want to see a centipede on the ground like that goes in my brain. I can picture it right now while we're talking, and I'm going, ah, jeez, uh, yeah. Louise. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, you know what it is? It like, it like it like hardens you as a person. Yeah, like it makes you more cynical. Yeah, I, you yeah, get desensitized. Yeah, that's stuff. what I mean. Yeah, and I don't want that. No. we're sweet guys. You I know? know. I want to stay sweet. <laughs> Hey, comedy has already jaded me enough. I, exactly. You know? I want to let's stay, as hum- just- let's stay as huggable as possible. <laughs> I'm already bitter 45% of the time. <laughs> eh, 55. 55. That's a good ratio. <laughs> not bad, not bad. So, yeah, I went and saw, I saw Midsummer on my break. I thought I was going to uh, watch a few more. I have a few things in the queue, maybe, for next week. Um, watch Stranger Things 3. Finally finished that. Um, oh, and what'd you think? I loved I it. I know it's a TV show. We're talking, I loved talking it. about it quick. Well, I, I, I only bring it up. I know it's a TV show because I wanted to make a movie reference toward it. Oh, okay. Um, because they pull from a lot of movies. Yeah, you finished it? I finished it. Okay. I loved it. Loved it. Loved the third season. Uh, they completely dropped that one storyline of number eight, which I loved. They didn't even go back to it. Oh, when when she ran away yeah, to Chicago, yeah, yeah. No, it's like I, I don't I even remember that. It's like they completely nobody scrubbed liked it. it. Yeah, nobody, nobody liked that episode. It. No, I thought it was great. They were the, the gang was back together, but in certain aspects, it was really fun. It did it for me, and we're close in age enough. I don't know if it rings out true for you. The mall aspect, the mall, absolutely. This is what I was going to get to. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, oh no! Yeah, the mall. The mall aspect it just got me right where I got, live. Uh, it got me. I love it. I, lo- I used to love going to the mall as a kid because this is what eighty five. Yeah, so I so was seven. I was yeah six. Yeah, so that's like when you start going to the movies. When you start just going creeping to, around the movies too, sneaking back and forth. Exactly. So it's like this thing where I would even when I was like eight, eight, and when a nine, whatever it was, I would go movie hop with my dad. We would go yep. to a movie and then ice go across cream, it. skateboarding, the public pool. That was the public pool I went to growing up. That that was a mirror image of what I did yeah. in the summer. My mom would sit there with yeah. her other friends, read a book. We'd go off swimming. Yep. Uh, picture, perfect. The Burger King, the way Burger King logo Burger was King. back then. That just, fuck. Cause then you think of how chicken tenders, uh, the, the, the chicken uh, things used to be. Like, <laughs> yep. The fries, used, like, it, was, it just was. They really did a great job oh of that God, stuff. They nailed it. They all, nailed the, it. all the, all the, and, and uh, also they still do, they still do a great job of all the things they kept. 
as a part of like season one. So like season one was still better than this, I think, because it was like so original when that came out. Yeah. And they nailed eighty three and now they nailed eighty five. Yep. They're doing it they're doing the nostalgia year the by whole cool, the Cold War stuff and the rush I mean it was oh, great. Hilarious. It was awesome. Oh it's it's like from every movie yeah, from back then. It like, was really great. At one um, point what's his name? The one that used to be the cool guy, Steve yeah, Steve Harrington. He calls the other kid, the kid with no teeth, he goes, he calls him pea brain at one point. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they use language from, like, how they would have kids talk back then. It's like this weird, like, thing yeah. that, that, that's not how they write movies anymore when they're right. talking, when the kids are talking to kids. Like, it's like pea brain or whatever. Like, stuff that's very 80s. It's very, like, very Although 80s. I will, can Netflix, can you stop fucking bowing down to the PC police? I heard they were going to take the smoking out of it. Oh really? Yeah, but like they they're did, gonna they edit. Did. No, they're going like they're going to. It's like, okay, fine. You've also got like horrific monsters with you know yeah. doing mean things to children. That's it's just yeah. fucking leave it alone. People they're, smoked in that time. They're also molesting the kids. Yeah, it's, they're, they're, they're coming really close. Though. People smoked a lot. Just also, let it be historically accurate without you having to fucking worry about soccer moms. So somebody, some celebrity came out and spoke out against how David Harbour's character, the sheriff, yeah. treats Winona Ryder. He's like the toxic masculinity. Oh, I'm like, please. It, it's it's a if anything, throwback. Were, not only that, but it was more like an old married couple. Fighting. It wasn't like he was yeah. hitting her. It wasn't. He was, wasn't talking her down. No, it's also a thing where it's like you got to build up that tension before they can have that moment at the end. You know, is, it, is there Sam and Diane? Situation? I don't think Hopper's dead. By the way, I think a lot of people think he's. Uh, I don't. Oh, okay. So don't touch the Americans. Sorry, should have said spoiler. Should have said spoiler. <laughs> Reverse spoiler. Uh, no, we're going to say spoilers right now. So turn it off for a minute and a half <laughs> right now. Uh, uh, no, I don't think he's dead either. Yeah, I the hearts the to sheriff, survive that. Uh, blast. I think you know how he did because they showed you. There, he hopped over the fence, and there was a door right there uh, that he that he could have ran into. Gotcha. And then, he, and then maybe he hopped over, got captured. I, I, but I'm okay with him dying too. Like I, I hate when shows just for nostalgia reasons don't kill you, characters. I'm happy with characters can get killed off. If they didn't have such an amazing ending for his like when they're supposed to, you're supposed to think that he's dead. Yeah. That was such an amazing letter thing with her reading the letter. I know. He should have died. Exactly. That, like, that's too much of a... If they left it ambiguous, you would have known. Well, but I think that the big hint is the post-credits yeah, the final yeah, scene yeah. where they go, no, not the American. The American. And you don't see... Who, you know. Now, could that be Brett Gelman? Could I could be. But why would we care about that? Well, we would care about that. But that, Who was great in it, by the way. He's awesome in it. All right, so uh, let's get to the... the uh, oh, though, the, the whole thing I want to... Oh, is, sorry. Uh, the, uh, Back to the Future, your... Uh, Bracket winner. Yes. Uh, All-time all favorite. Plays a in it. And a very cool Easter egg. When they were flashing by the marquee, they showed one of the movies that was playing. It was The Stuff, which is a movie that Zach Amico from uh, Zach Amico's Midnight Spook Show podcast, very hilarious podcast, big horror movie buff, had me on. And we watched that movie, which is all about goo that becomes alive and takes over people's bodies. Oh, Great, really? Great, like, reference yes. for, what, for this season of Stranger Things for what it to, is. like, an 80s B-movie of that era. I was like, ah, the stuff. Great. Oh, that's pretty cool. Because it's, it's like a goo that literally, like, comes in through your mouth and fucking takes over your body. Yeah. Uh, cool Easter eggs. They do, like, fun stuff like that with the Duffer Brothers. 
They're aw- it's awesome. They're awesome what they do. The show's amazing. I'm excited for the fourth season. I don't see how they screwed it up. A friend of ours is a comic. You, you, I won't say who it is, but online he was like, you don't like Stranger Things. Like online he's telling people, you just like the nostalgia. I'm like, what's wrong with just liking the nostalgia? Yeah. That's, what, that's why I don't see a problem. I have my issues with some of the, you know, this season too. Sure, but it's like, of course. Just, can you enjoy something? I just enjoy it to enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. People just like professional complainers. People are out of their minds. The so. only thing that I watched is I watched um, uh, I watched the beginning of a documentary that I haven't I haven't finished yet. So I, maybe I should talk about it. It's that was a hello, I love you now die or something. It's that, the um, uh, the HBO about that girl. Uh, now, people told me about this documentary, and they said, oh, you see both sides of that girl who encouraged her boyfriend, yes, her team right, boyfriend, right, I knew to commit suicide? Correct. From what I've seen so far, I don't see how you can see both sides. Okay. It doesn't matter. From what she's texted him so far, I remember there's reading, no way she's not a sociopath. This yeah, I remember reading the transcripts of her texting him and just being like, you fucking cunt. Yeah, there's no there's no way that it's you misconstrued. Terrible. terrible person. Yeah. But... Maybe not knowing she's a terrible person. Maybe being having that no uh, it's remorse. It's a good legal thing. defense. Yeah, it, it is because I'm sure that's what happened. Right? Because because I think there's probably that's good I think storytelling. I, I think the reveal is going to be because she'll talk about how much she loves him, and then it's a believable thing. But uh, she has a twisted idea of what it, what it is. Like, and I'm I'm just just the portion of text that I've seen on this documentary. I'm like. Oh no no you're you're a psychopath like right. at one point the kid was going to leave the car she convinced him to go back in like it, that to me that's beyond that's beyond yeah yeah there's no that's just you don't have, you have a twisted set of morals at that point sure anyway so that's the only thing I, the other thing I watched <sighs> and then I oh I, I don't know if we've been back since I saw Spider Man we're back uh no because you went to see it that day that before recorded? yes correct I uh, loved it far from home did you see it I didn't see it yet I'm gonna go it's on my it's great. I, you know, apparently I read a thing afterwards that this is the one that the, this phase three of these Marvel movies. Uh-huh. This ends it. It wasn't Endgame. Okay. This ends it. So uh-huh. now after this, this starts the whole new rigmarole as far as like uh-huh. who's going to be the Iron Man role, who's going to do this, who's going to do that. I think they had a great. I think it was a cool take on the ending. Once that's what I okay. applaud these movies for is that they always, even if some things are similar, they always seem to like the, the resolution is always. Uh, a little bit different, or like how they uh-huh. take care of stuff, or there's a twist to this. A lot of people knew the twist before going into this, and I won't say it, but definitely check out. Yeah, yeah, no, no, say and, I, and I, once again, I'm like, you can't beat this Spider Man. This kid, the guy Tom, what's his name? Tom. I don't know his name. Off the, I, I can Perfect Spider Man. He's still a kid. Yeah. He's still a kid. Uh, well, that brings us to the meat and potatoes of the show the meats and the potatoes. The M's and the peas. And speaking of nostalgia. This is uh, a fun idea that we had this week. Uh, it's 2019. We thought a fun thing to do would be to do a 20 years later look back at what I think a lot of people our age take for granted as one of the greatest years in cinema. Well, you 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 came across something online about this, right? Yeah. yeah. That, that it was a lot of people realized 20 years down the road, like, right. oh my God, 99 was an amazing yeah. year for movies. Yeah, so we're going to do a look back in ni- the year 1999 in movies, and it's really, you forget what a fascinating and brilliant and maybe even groundbreaking year it was. And you know what's so funny about that is you were, you were right before the millennium. So you wonder right before, if like... Yeah. 
did that just happen because <laughs> things are changing and technology's changing yeah. and, and they're worried about Y2K so they're trying to put out <laughs> <laughs> wait this movie's out for Y2K Y2K the zeros and ones come alive yeah because before the zeros and ones come out of the computers <laughs> before my original birthday kills me <laughs> Yeah, just so remember how gullible we were. We're like the computers won't be able to handle 1999 into 2000. Yeah, but there was a real concern. It was, it was like things are going to go bananas. And there was a whole portion of I think coders that were like, "You're fine." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We just didn't had. We we're so naive to it. <laughs> Where were you, uh, 1999 into 2000, New Year's Eve? I don't even. That's what, I remember September 11th. I remember. Yeah. Like you know, it's yesterday. Um, that I don't know. I think I just we just did New Year stuff. I don't. We I definitely weren't I was, preparing. I was on an Indian reservation in Florida. Were you really? Yeah, I was seeing fish. Just they in did case it. something happened. <laughs> You're like, I get to see fish, and also I'm going back with the natives. We're starting over. I'm just gonna join them. <laughs> I'm going down to the Okefenokee. <laughs> the only thing that's gonna last is the Indians and Mickey Mouse. What would your Indian name be? Oh, I think there was a way of. <laughs> That would be fun. <laughs> he eats <Yeah>. too much. <laughs> Not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not so tenderfoot. You <laughs> gingerbeard. <laughs> gingerbeard. Yeah, gingerbeard. Get over here. Drinks too much. One who always wears black T-shirt. That's a little wordy for a name. But what would my Indian name? Well, my Native American name. Not my Indian name. My Native, Native American. If we if we were there, if I was with you, we're, finally, it's almost like wedding crashers, where you just crash these Indian reservations, these American Indian reservations, American. Native American reservations. This and is my friend, drunk again. Drunk again. <laughs> <laughs> this is my friend, no vegetables. <laughs> but, just, like, I wonder if you could pull that off. Like ninety nine hits, Y two K is a real thing, and then that those those reservations would do great. Well, actually, no, they had electricity and stuff, so it's like you know, at that point. Everybody would have been screwed. Except we for weren't Amish. far enough off the grid, though. Where no cell. It, I mean, this was really. I didn't even have a cell phone yet, but like, uh, we had no idea what was happening. We were in a concert, literally in the middle of an Indian reservation, and you could have told us anything. Uh, the concert went on, and electricity. We were like, "Ah, eh, things seem fine." Yeah, but I mean, you would have. You would have. You would have found like out. We were in direct contact, like you are now. There would have been a Paul Revere situation. Somebody would have rode up on a horse, <laughs> yeah. be like, "The world's ended." <laughs> hey, boys. Get your asses back to the civilization. Uh, or don't yeah. bother. <coughs> Super fun time. But the, you know who would, who would have us by the balls is the Amish. Mm, they'd be a step ahead. They'd have everything down. Yeah. I, they seem like friendly people. I think they'd be willing to teach. I think they would. I think they would. But then you have to, you know, you have to uh, bow down to their god. <laughs> who uh, is their god? Uh, god. They're really the Christian they're, god. Oh, okay. All right. I think they're like, it's a, it's a form of Christian, like a Mennonite, Mennonite <laughs> god or something. Um, okay. So we found a kind of top 50 list of movies. We're not have to go through every single one. We can go through it fast. Like, um, we can yeah, really cruise through it fast. Because some of the, uh, I definitely haven't seen them all. I um, um, like, So we'll go 50 to 1. Because, again, this is not a... Our opinion. This is not our rankings. This no. is just, and this is also an arbitrary uh, list. I don't even remember where I got it from. I pulled it off the internet. It's actually a pretty. Um, it's actually a pretty detailed list. I have some issues with it in terms of where things are, 
But uh, yeah, let's cruise well, through. Yeah, it. but yeah. So this is an this is an R rating. So 1999 year in cinema. I was a, uh, a happy 20 year old going to the movies a lot. You know, yeah, in college here. I would go to the movies all the time. I so this was a big, bunch. I, I have seen a lot of these just because that's all I used to do. Well, I'll tell you a straight story I've never heard of. And never but heard it's of it. Made by David Lynch, who I never we been both a fan don't of. really love. And I have a reason for it because I think it's a lot of it's phony baloney. Yeah, I think the act of David Lynch is phony. And the reason why is because he was an interview once. I don't know if I ever brought this up on the podcast. He was in an interview once with a TV reporter, and they asked him when Mulholland Drive came out. That's when it came uh-huh. out, and so it was right around this time. Yep. So it fits in. And they said, "What were you thinking when you were doing this scene?" Uh, and then he started describing what the what the symbolism was for the scene. And he goes, "Well, what I was thinking was with the, with, the, with the girl, and she." And then he mentioned a detail, and the reporter goes, "Wait, what do you mean? There was no?" And he goes, "Oh, aren't you talking about?" Uh, the scene. She goes, no, no, the other one. When and she describes it, and he goes, oh, I, I don't, I don't know what I was talking. About. I don't know. I don't oh, know what I was thinking. Gotcha. About. And I'm like, fuck you, buddy. If you're gonna be the auteur right. and you're gonna be the weird guy and you're weird, David Lynch, you better have yeah. some sort of different planetary reason for everything that you do in those movies. Yeah. Even if it's a quick explanation. So screw you. Uh, that's what annoyed me about that. So that's my quick, my quick reason why I don't, I don't, I just don't care for it. You know. I thought I was saying some of it can't be cool. Like, yeah, Twin Peaks I, I, can be kind of cool. Yeah, I'm but with like, you on David Lynch. I agree. Yeah. Uh, 49. Bowfinger. What did you think of Bowfinger? Okay. Were you a fan? It was okay. Yeah, Just fine. okay. It was like one of those like late Eddie Murphy movies where I was like... And I'll always give Steve Martin a shot. Yeah. You know, oh, absolutely. Steve Martin, you know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Girl Interrupted, I actually never saw. I never saw it either. I, if I'm thinking right. Was this one of Angelina Jolie's... Uh, yeah, slingshots into like what she was about to become. I think so. She was that's it. Kind of this kind of made her famous. Um, uh, I didn't say it, but I okay. Yeah, uh, we'll crucial entry, sad teenage girl canon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I think yeah, it's ninety nine. So Angelina Jolie was probably in her mid twenties, late twenties. Yeah. So yeah, I remember. The, I think this was like almost like an anthem for very for sad girls. Well, you'll see a lot of a lot of that. themes in, uh, especially because we can just jump right past. The next one they have is Pokemon, the first movie. Yeah, I'm just surprised that Pokemon's been around for that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, so what I was going to get to is uh, at 46, they have The Best Man, which is, this was when Julia Roberts was just banging on all cylinders on those rom-coms. Yeah, like, but that's not her, she's not that. The no, best but man. I mean... Uh, that's a black, isn't that a black movie? What, the Best Man? Is that oh, yes, you're days? right. I'm just thinking of... Uh, you're yeah. thinking of My Best Friend's Wedding. <laughs> Right? Absolutely thinking of this that. This is with, like, uh, Tay, yes. not Tay yep. Diggs. Maybe Tay Diggs and those guys. But you're not wrong. <laughs> those guys. You thought it was, you know, all those black guys. And, you know, but you're, you're not wrong, though, because that was probably uh, the, the late, an Mid to late 90s. To those wedding, yeah. wedding, uh, all the wedding movies. Um, October Sky, uh, I think, was Jake Gyllenhaal's kind of introduction into the world. Yes, absolutely. I don't really remember it that much. I think it was known as, like, a decent, decent movie. Um, and then I, I remember I saw it once, and I remember thinking I wasn't like that blown away by it. Bringing Out the Dead, the next one, I don't remember at all. Bringing Out the Dead is Martin Scorsese. I, yeah. I saw it in the theaters. I remember when I was in my 1999, like, um, I'm, you know, at that point I was 23, no, no, 22, 21, whatever, I was 21. So 
my wannabe a filmmaker brain at that yeah. point. I was like, it's Scorsese. It doesn't matter. It's cool no matter what. If you watch it, it doesn't hold up. It's not the greatest, uh-huh. but it's Paul Schrader. It's the guy right. who wrote Taxi yep. Driver. Yep, yep. So it's gritty. It, you can see where the Taxi Driver uh, influence is, and you can see where the writing is it, very Taxi Driver. You just want it to be. You want it to be better right, than it is. Right. And also, it's good. It's great uh, cast. It's Nicolas Cage, John Goodman. Uh, Patricia Arquette. Uh, yeah. a lot of, uh, I'm, I'm missing people too. I think Louis Guzman's in it. Uh, it's it has all the elements to be great without actually being right, great. Right. Like like it, this could have gone either way. This could have gone. It could have gone either way. Yeah, 100. percent I'm surprised this next one is as low as it is on here. On their list, if this is a ranking, I, I would put this way higher for this year. Which is Galaxy Quest. It's also, what a, what a Galaxy Quest sleeper, major, funny, unbelievable movie. That's why like, I'm saying, yeah, I agree. Like, apparently, it, I think it started out, uh, Galaxy Quest, from my, just from off, off the top of my head, it was going to be a straight up Star Trek ripoff movie. And yeah, they it was originally, it. Harold Ramis was originally supposed to direct it, but he was just like, Coming off, analyze well, this. But that was probably was, still comedy, though, right? It was still a comedy. Yeah. No, I I heard that the, it was going to be a real, uh, real action movie, a real sci-fi movie originally, and then they switched and made it tongue in cheek. That's great because they really smart idea. killed. They, yeah. It's such a good movie. It really is. It's worth, and it was one I poo-pooed at the time because I, you know, it just wasn't of my sense of humor. Nobody knew anything about it. Yeah. And it did just kind of seem like a corny. Uh, take on that genre. You kind of sleep on it. You yeah. Know? Uh, the Mummy is The Mummy. What do you want? Uh, like, <laughs> it's yeah. basically a dumbed down Pretty, Indiana you know, It makes me miss Brendan Fraser. What happened <laughs> to him? Did he just start drinking or something? What I don't know. He was he on... Was so actually, great. I just saw him. him. I, I'm lying. I saw him on something. You know Busy Phillips is? I guess yeah, she yeah. has an internet yeah, yeah. talk show. Uh-huh. And she had... Brent, and she had... What's her name? Judd Apatow's wife on. And apparently when Judd Apatow was making... Uh, I mean, when 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 um, Brendan Fraser was making George of the Jungle with John Abitow's wife, Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann, sorry, she had a crush on him. Ooh. So the whole big story was her having a crush. And then they bring out Brendan Fraser with flowers, and he's hanging out, and he kind of just looks like he looks like a guy who's you know had been drinking for the past few years. But he's like, <laughs> but he's like not like he's like fatter than he was, but he's older now. So it's like I think he just kind of aged out. I think he was like a good looking leading man kind of guy, a little bit like silly and goofy and yeah. innocent, and then that just went away for some reason. Huh. Uh, we can cruise through, I think. Uh, Ghost Dog, are you Ghost not Dog, a, a big samurai? You Jim Jarmusch really, guy? N- uh, not really a Smoke, big Smoke, I don't mind. I think it's a cool little indie movie. Ghost Dog, I never saw. Um, this new one, there's a new zombie one that he's supposed to have out. Oh, Jim yeah. Jarmusch, and it did not get good reviews. And which had a great cast. is Adam Driver and it's Bill like Murray. Everybody in that freaking <laughs> movie. I love the way Adam Driver said uh, <laughs> zombies. They, <laughs> Bill Murray would be like, what? He would go, ghouls. <laughs> it was a really funny read. The way Adam Driver. Adam Driver's super is really funny. Ghoul. Did you ever see the sketch when he did SNL? It was, I don't it, think was, so. it was Undercover Boss, but as um, the Star Wars, who he plays in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Darth uh, Something. Sidious, whatever, not Sidious, yeah. whatever his name is. So Ghost uh, Dog, I don't know too much about Superstar is a shitty movie. It has yeah. great talent in it, but just. And we know. had it on our list of original original SNL properties. Correct. We uh, It has Will Ferrell and it has uh, Molly Shannon, who are both phenomenal, but it's just a Sketch that could have and what should have stayed a sketch. Uh, yeah, and to be honest, these first six or eight, whatever, you know, like you, I'm not blown away yet. No, but you could just see 
it's shaping where up. the year is going. You're going, oh yeah, that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, that movie. And it's just for all of them to be made in one calendar year is just kind of crazy. That's crazy. Uh, what I was getting to before, Runaway Bride. This kicks off Julia Lewis's. I mean, she no is, Julia. I mean, uh, <laughs> Julia Lewis, Julia Roberts, Julia Roberts. Um, superstardom of rom com movies. I mean, she has Runaway Bride, and then we'll get to some others. Notting Hill. Uh, four Weddings and a Funeral. Four, yeah. It was that was her? Just, yeah, right? She was just, like, it was what she was meant she to was do. She was killing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After Pretty Woman. Oh, by the way, uh, if you haven't been watching it already, uh, CNN has a show on Sunday nights just called The Movies. It's awesome. And they first did 80s, and they first did 90s. They stole our, our idea, basically. <laughs> doing the decades. <laughs> but they're doing it like talking heads, and they're not, you know, they're jumping all yeah, around yeah but it's really it's fun to go back and look and watch I like watching those shows but I, I sometimes I get annoyed because you want them to spend more time on certain things totally they, they gloss they, over they a lot because when they did the TV one they did uh, what you call it Seinfeld and I was like no spend more time on Seinfeld I, yeah exactly we'll spend more time on Seinfeld exactly uh, number 38 the limey I don't remember it I know it's uh Steven Soderbergh. Yeah, the Limey I never watched because I, I remember people saying that uh, that it was really good, but it was really long. It was really slow. Um, All about my mother. I don't uh, remember that one. I guess it was one of Pedro Almodovar. Uh, oh wow, his really? Early stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember the name. Never saw the movie. Um, I think that was, might have been Penelope Cruz, kind of breaking out too. Because then I think she made Blow recent in that oh, era. That, that was time. like more 2000s. No, Blow was 2000, right? 2000, 2001-ish, 2002-ish. So yeah, she became, I was watching a thing, I was watching my YouTube, a thing about the, the ending of Vanilla Sky last night. Uh, How you interpret it. Number 36, Analyze This. Um, uh, great movie. Yeah. Uh, funny movie. Not the best Robert De Niro comedy. We all know what the best Robert De Niro comedy is. King of Comedy. Midnight Run, baby. Midnight Run, I always forget. Him and Charles Grody. I guess King of Comedy is not even really a true comedy. King of Comedy is more like uncomfortable, but, yeah. it's, but it, it's super funny. But it's like, some of it's not meant to be funny. It's funny, though, too, because uh, we analyze this and Sopranos debuted, well, debuted, Sopranos debuted the same year, 1999. So it's just kind of funny how that yeah. mafioso stereotype yeah, where it's kind like, of just came into the, well, you know the what forefront was, of pop culture. You know what I just thought of? Just what I was saying, we were joking around about Y2K. You know what else was happening around this time or right before it? All those trials were happening for those fucking guys, yeah, those big yeah, yeah, mafia yeah. guys. So that puts it in the forefront, yeah, right? Uh-huh. And secondly, it kind of made it okay to make fun of the mafia because, <laughs> like, what are you going to do? You're in jail. Like, what are you... <laughs> Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, did it always um, uh, uh, make you curious, like how like Henry Hill would come out? He'd do all these talking head shows and, and never get killed. Go out to guy. How you how are you out in the open like this? Because it's all it's a lot of bullshit. It's a lot of a lot of posturing. He'd have guys call people would call the Stern show all the time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna kill you, right? He's like, yeah, 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 because he knows. Right. Either that because he had enough people. Also, I think by the time that the real people that were involved with what he was doing, right. all of them were dead. Yeah. And nobody cared anymore. It didn't matter. I think that's what it was. Yeah. But the people who call the radio shows or say, I'm going to yeah. kill you, yeah. are just blowhard pizzeria owners in Long Island, <laughs> New York. The next movie on the list is a movie called The Wood, which I do not know at all. I don't know at all. Uh, the next one is The Green Mile. This which- is the first one that I was like, oh, this is, now nah, this is heavy duty. This is a movie that you just cry at. Yeah, I never like. 
really took to the Green Mile because it was coming off. It's not one of my favorites, but I did, I, it's upsetting. You're like I you have a similar movie that knocks it out of the park with Shawshank that was only five years earlier, and it just kind of, I know it's different. But it's a good. It's not. Well, they're, not they're not a follow up. Is this but it that? is Stephen King, at, you know. But is this Frank Darabont? He he did this as well, right? I don't know. Frank Darabont. I don't remember. Yeah, I think he directed the, Yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, directed yeah, by Frank Darabont. Yes. So I think that's why they compared it so much to Shawshank, which is why I probably got swept swept under the rug a little bit because Shawshank Yeah. I mean, just yeah, murdered Tom this. Hanks, you know, is always going to But it's a, it, is a, it is good. It's just very it's very sad. Sure. Which I'm fine with. Uh from sad to bad. <laughs> In my opinion, yeah, Marcy I have no Blues. interest in this movie. Like, why isn't this? Yeah, it's. I, I guess it was one of those. I don't want your life. '90s were great for that. Varsity Blues. I, I will, I'll say this: it, the teenage movie kind of had a little bit of a comeback. From we all know the the great teenage movies of the '80s, the John Hughes, the Ferris's, and the yeah. the rat, the Brat Pack, and all that stuff. Classics. The, it did have a little bit of a resurgence, not nearly on the level of those movies with. American Pie, movies like Varsity Blues, yeah. which we'll talk about American yeah. Pie later, but like uh, and there was 10 also Things I Hate About You, and like those kind of movies did kind of come comedies, back. comedies. Yeah. Uh, she's all that. So and Merrimax did it. And then, um, and then Dimension, which is the Merrimax sister company, was doing all the horror ones. So they were doing right. The Faculty. They were doing uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, the Skulls, and like right, these right. teen uh, or college age like, you know, horror movies. But they weren't really horror movies. Because I'll watch those, no problem. Uh, so yeah, Varsity Blues had the you know the the James Vanderbeek breakout after Dawson's, and you know sports teen high school girls college. What are you gonna do? Wrap it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, it's one of those things where I always thought this: the guys who are from Texas are the ones that really appreciate the shows like this, the the, the pressure of football, high school football shows. We're from the East Coast. We don't. Yeah, you know, football was a really big deal in my high school. Sure, I can appreciate the competitive nature. But they treat it out there like the NFL, so that's why these movies are such yeah. high stakes. But I just look like it's a high school teeny like, bopper I, I actually uh, prefer Friday Night Lights as a football movie to its TV show. Yeah, I think this is like oh yeah yeah. It, but and if so, if you want like a great look at like Texas football, that's probably way more that, uh, not, that's probably hear, definitely hear way better. more realistic. Yeah, exactly. Right, let's so, keep going. I'm interested to see what you think about this next one. Uh, dogma. I think that it, it does. It's, I, if I watched it now, I'm sure it wouldn't hold up. I agree. Uh, we were talking about Kevin Smith on uh, on Eli Sayers' podcast. He does like the roast ghost, yeah. where they roast everything, and they were roasting Kevin Smith. Yeah, it's, it's Kevin Smith. It's one of those I, things it's where it's like, like it's his love letter to how he feels about religion. Religion, at, but it's also know. like this. It's like this mouth. I don't say. I hate to say mouth diarrhea, but like. His scripts really are packed with too many words. Yeah, and and it's some it's one of these things where it's like, it's like the script version of the guy who's always on. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that is so perfectly put. Even the scene that's supposed to be cool when Matt Damon and Ben Affleck yes. go into the boardroom and then around the table, it, it's supposed to be Disney. It's supposed to be. I think it's supposed sure, to be Disney. Yeah, and because it's move the cow, yeah, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. And even everybody except for the woman in the room has done, like, horrific things. And I'm like, first off, I don't think you'd have across the board everybody had some, like, earth-shattering things they've done. Yeah. And secondly, what he's doing to make fun of them, it's like, it's like they're good actors. They kind of pull it off. But 
it's very corny to me. It's very, very I agree. corny. It does not hold up at all. It does not hold up at all. And, yeah, it's just verbose. And- so I think when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is cool. It's Kevin Smith. I, yeah, I know it's Kevin Smith. The same way back I like ball rats. But, but I'll tell you I'd- what. Yeah. Selma Hayek. Oh, come on. Hachi machi. Um, hachi machi. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Another uh, kind of, uh, well, not, I guess I'm not really similar in any way, but this was a movie that I enjoyed, and I still do enjoy. I think this is under, and I'm not a huge underrated. guy. Either am I. Summer not, Sam. Summer Sam is not, a, not as bad as people think it is. Right. It's really not. And it's also... Uh, the only thing I think with Summer Sam, Summer Sam that happened is they couldn't decide if it was a it was about you know Sam uh, sure you know, yeah uh, well, what's, what's his name but or David what's it, Berkowitz yeah but it was also there's a lot of stuff that was set I took over his was, mail route yeah. <laughs> Newman Newman takes over his there's mail the route reference he did it um, and uh, but. They couldn't decide if they were about that or the setting was that. Because everybody was scared of it during the whole movie, but then they were like intertwining, I think, way too many plots. And I plots. think that's what Spike Lee kind of does too much sometimes. There's Spike Lee movies I like, but I'm not even a huge Spike Lee fan. Yeah, me neither. I love I like, 25th Hour. I love you know, the Inside Man. I love. Do the Right Thing is great. You know. Inside Man? I'm not a fan? I'm not as familiar with it as the other uh, ones. Watch it again. It's great. Okay. Um, she's All That. Number thirty, which is uh, it was too old for it. No, it was too too teeny teeny bop girl for me. I yeah, mean, I, I think I saw it in pieces over time. Uh, it no, was, it, but no, like I said, it's in that like kind of teen resurgent movies where it's just kind of cookie cutter. Yeah, uh, yeah, really, just yeah, it's just to, to fill the void of you know whatever it is. Uh, it's the classic, you know, she's ugly. We can turn her into a prom queen, kind of, you know. Uh, she really is hot this whole time. What were we thinking? Yeah, this was this the trope, know, this became the trope of she's this amazing looking girl that just has glasses on, I, I and they took oh her, her hair's just in a ponytail the <laughs> whole know, time. That was the whole Freddie Prince thing. <laughs> yeah, where it was like. Uh, yeah, her hair was a ponytail, and she had dirty overalls on and some glasses. And the minute they put her in a dress, they're like, "Oh my god, we didn't know what? you were hot." It's like I did. <laughs> yeah, they're cartoonishly jaws. I was, I was twenty, and I was like, "She's smoking hot!" Immediately, everybody watching, every guy watching this movie. Yeah, that's the thing. That's it. Kind of gives you an insight to girls and guys because I'm sure girls are like, "Yeah, they don't know. They don't uh, know unless you really just dial yourself up." Okay, so at number twenty nine, Deep Blue Sea, which is. Uh, Kind of a, you know, it's tongue-in-cheek. Hey. Uh, yo, me, I love a shark movie. Kind of like, you know, I think ever since you had Jaws, which is my, my friend Andy's favorite movie That's of my all number time. one. Uh, you know, you can you can look to these, even though, you know, nothing will compare to that movie, but, Noth- no. but they keep trying. They I keep know, trying is- to just tap into the love that you have for Jaws. And, and, you know they, I- and they get me every time. I go, oh, genetically engineered shark. It's it's just like, it's like what we just saw with the Meg. It goes, yeah, yeah. it's got a soft spot in my heart for it. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you're, oh, you're, every 10 Samuel years, Jackson. every five years, you're going to have something similar to that. You know, Samuel's going to say something fun. Oh, and yeah. Great. Yeah. And then, and, then, and then Deep Blue Sea, I think, is what brought about Snakes on a Plane, because after yeah, that, yeah, everything became yeah. Samuel. Can you just deal with animals every movie? <laughs> can you just can we just throw an animal at you every movie? Now, number twenty eight, they have Jawbreaker. I don't remember it at all. I saw this, but I don't remember it at all. I saw it. I know it had Rose somewhere. McGowan, and I just can't. 
picture it. Who? Where did she go? By the way, what a great she, she was, had she the whole scream, and then she had like this Harvey great, Weinstein thing. She was getting uh, she was getting uh, raped. Yeah, I guess if you want to believe her. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Don't <laughs> fucking sue me. Yes, don't call in. Don't sue the podcast. We have no no funds for the podcast. Well, which leads into a kind of a, a well, very controversial movie at the time. Not so much anymore. If it were made today, I don't think people would blink at it twice. No, uh, which is but boys, I think because of this because it, it kind of got in the way. Boys yeah, don't cry. Boys don't cry. Uh, and this was about the the um, uh, trans uh, woman, yeah, uh, who you know uh, goes. This based on a true story. You know, this actually did happen, uh, where she kind of fooled a. I don't know where it took place. Let's just say midwestern town, and you know they did ended up you know raping and killing her. Yeah, him. Uh, I never know the pronoun to go with anymore today. Yeah, this was like heavy duty when it came out. Yeah, I remember. I was I in think college. Did it win I best picture? I don't think it won best picture. It was nominated. I don't even know if she won best actress. I should have printed out for next week. We're doing. By the way, we're doing the second half next week, so we're going to leave you with a bit, a little bit of a cliffhanger. We're going to do the yeah. top twenty-five of what they think. We will obviously argue about it next week's episode. But we'll br- make sure to bring in the uh, the Oscar winners to see who got the trophies for '99 on next week's episode. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, I mean, we'll cross uh, reference. Um, I th- yes, we will. And I don't. Yeah, like I said, it at the time it was a controversial, uh, dramatic film. I had to watch it for a college class. You know, they were like, write a paper. This is, you know, you wrote it up, boys. Topic. Yeah. So now, like I said again, I don't think people would really go. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. It would be like it would just be a biopic. Now I think you know. Yeah, yeah. It's that it's thrown into the the lexicon. Yeah. Now the next one. When I first saw this list, I thought it would be much higher because it is the best picture winner. Mm -hmm. If you haven't figured it out by now, it's American Beauty. I told you. I I said on the podcast, but it does not hold up. Now you're saying that. I think we it's talked a about great this. movie. We, uh, we talked about this in the podcast, I think. I love the movie. American Beauty is what we're talking about. But the, uh, this is 26 on this list. He has 26 on this list. Now, I, I like this movie. I think he poke a lot of ho- he just, uh, Yeah, I still I have, love it. I should rewatch it. Uh, I'll tell you this much. There was a whole art. There's been multiple articles about how it doesn't hold up. I think a lot of that is Kevin Spacey hate. After his whole, I think this the one the article that I read. I think was at the infancy of that or before that. Yeah, now it's definitely Kevin Spacey hate. Like well, it they makes just, they have a point. It's like I think he just but, got dropped. The prosecution is not prosecuting him. For yeah, that. yeah. I think I think well, I think what happened was one of the things got dropped and something else got picked up and he'll gotcha. be screwed for that. He had two different instances and one of them's way stronger than the other one. But I mean, let's be honest. He is a great actor. He's fantastic. Despite, if you separate the art from the artists, whatever's. Uh, when it came out, I loved it. I thought it was the best picture of the year. The it ending will still those... make me ball. At, yeah. Like his little voiceover when he's panning and talking about how, you know, he you see your whole life is when he's like, it's not like that at all. It's one long, drawn out, you know, and he he says his daughter's name twice, which is, I, I don't, I've always wanted to know if that was in the script or if that was his acting Ad-lib. choice. Yeah. Where, uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, he Janie. Goes, he goes, Janie and Janie. It, it, it makes me ball thinking, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. No, it's really, really well, beautiful. And it was Sam Mendes, and it was, you know, it was like coming off that six feet under kind of hotness. And it was oh, it's no, a it, very Sam Mendes movie, but. It was, that's what I'm saying. It was a very, if you like. you go back, and it's, uh, yeah, a lot of it, it just seems like at the time and the place, that's. Perfect. That's what it was. It was a lot of coming of age. It was even like when a lot of these these movies were becoming bigger. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like where it was like 
uh, kind of something like this was never really made before. Uh, where it was like it was like this weird like midlife crisis style, you know, style movie where yeah, like, it was, and then I mean, now, it was cool. now there's tons of movies. Weed, you know, just quits. Yeah, it was there's great. There's tons of movies now you could compare to this sure. movie, you know. So I think does it hold up? Probably not. But when you saw it, you know, it made sense for the time. Yeah, I mean, Annette Bening, I will still what a uh, performance. Yeah, I don't remember if she won. We'll go over this next week, but uh, with the winners. But I remember her being just. It kind of opened my eyes up to who Annette Benning was. I didn't really like was aware of her career before, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, she is a fucking." That's probably the force. best thing she's done. Yeah, uh, just like uh, it happens a lot with some some actresses. Absolutely, that's like Kate Winslet when Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I didn't know much about her before that. Yeah, you just knew Titanic. Exactly, you know? exactly. So, so yeah, so I think that, but that being twenty six, I think is whatever with this wrote this list is probably a reaction to people thinking it's shitty now, and that just happens sometimes. Yeah, so I, I think it, it. Yeah, we'll go over it. it. It'll be interesting next week to get to the top twenty five in this person's opinion. Um, we'll uh, obviously make our selections, and we'll go over the Oscar winners to see what the uh, the judges thought of the who sh- was deserving of the awards that year, and uh, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. You know I love a good list. You gotta love a list. <laughs> love we love a, a list, list on this show. We go down the line. <laughs> we love a bracket. We love a list. Little tiny conversations on a list. <laughs> we have a bracket in store for you next in a couple months that's going to blow your mind. I mean, It'll be amazing. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> so, uh, Shawnee, well, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Shawnee Time. That's S-E-A-N-Y-T-I-M-E. Uh, uh, the day that this comes out, if you're not doing anything on Friday night, I'll be at the, the Bolton Center in Bayshore, Long Island. Nice. And then next week, next on Tuesday, I'll be at Philly Ooh. at Helium. Ooh. So come check that out. Say you're a defender. Come up to me. Say oh, hello. Yeah. Oh, we'll have a beer. We'll have a shot or something. We'll hang out. It'll have be a blast. Meat, have some potatoes. And have some meats and the potatoes. Come up and say meats and potatoes. <laughs> but you have to say the potatoes part. Yeah, not, you got to. Not potato. potatoes. Potatoes. Angelina. <laughs> you How can, about you, Andy? You can find me as always at Andy Fiore uh, on all social media. That is also my website, andyfiore.com. I am away this weekend uh, on a little excursion for my friend's bachelor party. Uh, up in Burlington, Vermont, I was actually going to look and see if uh, I could do some spots up there, but the club is actually doing like a weird thing this weekend, so don't even bother. I'm at the cellar next week, and I got some on-the-road dates coming up in the uh, fall, which will be really fun. Omaha, Funny Bone, I got Port Washington and uh, Long Island, uh, uh, a bunch of stuff. So, as always, uh, you can go to my website and check out all my dates there, and can listen to my radio show. Every Thursday live at 4 p.m. Sirius XM, The Raw Report on Raw Dog 99. And, uh, yeah, always, I'm glad it felt good to be back, man. We, it sure like, did. Every time you just take, even though it was like one week off, it feels like some, you know. It feels weird. Because I always miss you. I miss yelling and, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I say Seinfeld quotes to my mom. She's going, what? I don't, what are you saying? Like, God damn it. I need Shawnee. It's always a blast. I need Shawnee. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening, and we love you. Goodbye. Bye-bye.